0: It's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another incredible episode of the Carlos Inspire Show. Today, my friends, we're going to have an incredible conversation with a friend of mine, former wide receiver from the Raiders, pro athlete, incredible individual, human being, father, serial entrepreneur, where we talk about struggles. One crazy thing that we have in common. Both of our fathers, stepfathers actually, were murdered. And him and I had a choice to turn into crime and to do evil things. But we turn into good. Today we talk about overcoming those struggles. We're talking about success. We're talking about transitioning. In his case, from athlete to serial entrepreneur. It wasn't always easy. We're talking about the ups and downs. We made millions, we lost millions, we made it again, and we lost it again. We have quite a few things in common. And I am very excited to have him on episode number 50, 5 baby. And it's about to go down. With no further ado, in the house, my great friend, AC Caswell, baby. <laughs> What's up, AC? How you doing, brother?
1: Carlos, Carlos, man, I'm blessed, brother. I'm pumped up, ready to go, and no one can match your energy, man, so this, I needed this. This is awesome.
0: No, man, it's a pleasure having you here, my friend. It's a pleasure having you here, and I'm going to start, um, actually, with a quote uh, from Al Davis, which is a billionaire that I didn't have a chance to meet, but you were mentored by Al personally, and Al, you know, so a lot of people love Al, a lot of people hate Al. Al was a character. I had this quote that he often said: "I didn't care about being respected. I care mm-hmm. about being feared, being imitated, and then respect comes after that." And, and I was one of the most uh, powerful forces the NFL has ever had, in my opinion. Yeah. And whether people like, love, or hate the guy, but you know, he was a character. He was a tremendous individual. How was it, AC, like being mentored by him, by around, you know, I have a few billionaire friends that they own clubs, soccer leagues mm-hmm. and stuff, but how was it being mentored by him and what was one of the best advice that you ever received from Al Davis, my friend, that you could share with our audience?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, Carlos, I want to say thank you, man, for all that you do, brother, giving us a platform to be able to express ourselves and our visions and and like you said, all the things that you said, the ups and downs, success on the field, off the field, you know, we need these platforms, man. So thank you for uh, making this available to us to be able to share these amazing stories. Uh, it kind of goes back, you know, that's a long subject, but it goes back, man, to where we talked about our personal lives, you know, coming out of the lifestyle that we came out with, uh, with powerful men in our life, you know, powerful fathers that uh, showed me and taught us, you know, w- what it meant to be in the hustling world, right? and how to survive, and how to be successful, and all those things. And it just so happened that when I got into the, uh, all the NFL teams, man, they gave me a shot because I was a two-star athlete in track and field. Obviously, uh, Al Davis loved speed, and also playing football. And I was from LA, South Central LA. And uh, so all the teams that gave me a shot, man, was the Raiders, you know? And, and I think that, I say this all the time, I knew that I had the talent to play in the NFL, but also I knew that that one team that I would be a perfect fit for was the Raiders. And not only just with football, man, but to have an opportunity to have a guy like Al Davis come into your life, man, and to invest into you and to talk to you and to tell you his stories. Like I needed that transition from the hustling world coming into the NFL and having an owner like that, man, that can not just talk football, but to also give you a reminder, like, look, Hey, we're here to be number one. You know, I'm I'm Al Davis. You know, and to have that man, I, I I I it was just amazing, brother. Wow,
0: and 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 I see. You know, I want to also I want to go right into um, something very um, very personal to you and I. That you know, when we start getting to know each other, we we, we noticed that we had quite a few things in common, other than making millions and losing millions, having to rebuild it. But actually, I want to talk about a tragic one. Which is uh, um, very personal to you and I. Now, some of those things, a lot of people we never we we go deep, but some of some of the audiences they might have never heard this before. And I want us to go really deep here because I know there's yeah. some listening to us maybe struggling right now, they going through something difficult. and may be considering life choices. And I always tell that person right right before you pull the plug or jump, you know, I go I blow the whistle. I tell them, wait a minute. But, you know on a um, on a serious note both of our stepfathers they were murdered mm-hmm. I know that you and I talked privately before about this and we both had we couldn't went to evil we couldn't turn into crime and doing evil things and going after the people that, that killed them and to do more evil but we decided to go into the light I mm-hmm. wanted to I wanted to go back in time in a timeline, when you, when you found out that that happens, that that, that, that man that, that you look up to, that person was taken from you and, and what it was like, like going through those struggles uh, to be where you are today.
1: Well, you know, um, I embraced the opportunity, Carlos, to talk about the real world because that's what we come out of. And when you're a kid like me, man, growing up in South Central LA around gangs, violence, drugs you know, all the good, it was good things and bad things, you know, you, and you've been, and you've been brought out of that lifestyle. Um, I think it's right for us to give back. You know, we have to be able to share that testimony and that story because there's thousands of young men and women that don't get out, right? And, and if I can be that vehicle, I'm not in shame. I'm not embarrassed. You know, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world, you know, the lifestyle that I came out of. Uh, so with that being said, you know, you're right, man. I, I came out of a gangster lifestyle with my father and, and uh, you know, very powerful man. Uh, and, uh, you know, my goal, like any kid, any son, Hey, I want to, I want to do something amazing to take my father out of that lifestyle. You know, I think any, any loving son would do that for his parents. And for me, it was sports. You know, I love sports and, uh, and I got a little bit older in high school. So I was a pretty good student athlete college. And that opportunity really came and like, wow, I have an opportunity to make millions of dollars playing the game that I love. And most importantly, getting my mom out of the community and and, and being able to bless my father and get him away from, you know, that lifestyle. And uh, it just so happened, brother, that, uh, you know, the day that I signed my contract with the Raiders, the L.A. Raiders, the day that I signed my contract, I'm not over and exaggerating this, uh, my dad was murdered, man. So the day that I signed my contract, my dad was murdered. And uh, I was just faced, man, with so, so many decisions to make and heartache and pain and suffering and confusion and being lost. And you know, losing the man that, you know, that you look up to and you love. Uh, I wanted to make a difference. You know, I had to quickly figure out what road am I going to take? Because you and I talked about this off the record, the lifestyle that we were around. uh, People were waiting to groom me to be the next mogul that he was. And, And and that was a tough, tough, tough decision, because when you grew up in that lifestyle and everybody knows you and your dad has trained you to be the next you, even though he said, I don't want you guys to live this lifestyle, that's all I knew. Um, I was faced with those decisions. Like, do I go into this dark side of taking care of the family? Cause he took care of the whole family, not just his immediate family, the siblings, the brothers, the cousins, the nieces, the nephews, you know, blessing funeral homes with thousands of dollars they couldn't pay for funerals. And so the pressure that he took on to be that mogul, I was, I was looking, I was staring that right in the eye. And I was like literally signed my contract. At home meditating, when calls are coming in from the big bosses, okay, and I can't get into names, but the calls were coming in from all over the world, like, hey, you need to carry your dad's legacy, okay? I know you signed a contract, but we need you in this world. We need everybody love you, they know you, they respect you. We need for you to take that mantle and run with it, and we all got your back. Okay, the same support we gave him, you're gonna have that. Don't worry about money, don't worry about this, don't worry about nothing. And that was a major, major decision, man. And you know the story. Obviously, we 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 we, we turned the other side, right? And uh, yeah, man, that was that was a very crucial time in my life,
0: man. Incredible, man. Incredible, incredible, brother. I appreciate that. And and, and tell me something, you see, um, You know how the football industry and the business worlds are constantly evolving, right? How do you stay ahead of the trends? to ensure that your ventures remain relevant and competitive? As you and I were talking on the day in Vegas in the alumni week, how uh, everybody's competing for attention, right? And Mm -hmm. how do you, you know, stay ahead with the trends and to ensure that your ventures remain relevant and competitive, my brother? Because I know you are very competitive, like myself, and I love to hear from athletes, you know, the, the, (laughs) the points of view and entrepreneurship to make sure that we are constantly you know, ahead of the trains and staying competitive in these very competitive markets?
1: That's a great question. You know, and one of the things I can, I can truly tell you, I believe that uh, every athlete from a kid, you know, men and women, young boys and girls playing sports, you really learn something, man. You really learn a training that I think you can't get from school, college, or anything else. You just learn, man, that competitive side of you. You learn a lot of ups and downs. You learn a lot of wins and losses, trials and tribulations. Uh, And you have to overcome those things. So I always say that uh, shame on athletes, especially professional athletes, who doesn't take something from those experience and being able to transition into the real world, as we call it, right? Whether it's the husband, father, businessman, whatever it may be, we have something as athletes that we were trained and taught to overcome, to fight, to compete, that should be able to make that transition. Now, it, it, it takes a good team of people around you, don't get me wrong, right? And for me, you know, I I looked at Al Davis as so much of a mentor that taught me more than just football. Like, he gave me a real example of what it means to be an owner, a minority owner, competitor, fighter. You can do anything. You know, you compete to win. Commitment to excellence. Just win, baby. All these things from marketing and branding. He he developed something in me, man, to where I knew that, hey, if football doesn't work out or I'm one injury away, which obviously – over 10 surgeries over my career, I was always one injury away, right? So I knew that making that transition to be relevant, like I don't wanna just be labeled as, hey, that's, you know, I say this, the cheetah, that was my nickname in the football, I was original cheetah, okay? I didn't wanna just be recognized just as the athlete. I wanted to say, how do I make myself relevant? How do I become a brand? And that's what I taught us, that you guys are a brand. Like market yourself, right? be bigger than just football. So what I wanted to do was start that early process of becoming an entrepreneur, you know, using the gift that I have, but also listen to Al that, man, I can become a visionary. I can become an innovator. Like I can be doing something to be number one. So I started that process to make sure that on and off the field, you're going to know who AC Caswell is in a respectful, humble way. And that's where we're at today, man, is creating these businesses, creating brands, making sure that people know that your name is behind the brand, even though it's not about boasting or bragging, but you want people to see that transition of who you are and what you're doing successfully.
0: Yes, I love that. What, I love that. What an incredible answer. And, you know, you see, you know, I'm always, <laughs> I love innovating and, and doing crazy stuff you know, all over social media. And, you know, but because innovation, it plays a significant role in entrepreneurship. Just like since COVID happened, you know, You you, you know that I've been teaching a lot of soccer players and now athletes and football um, about money and mindset and and taking things to the next level by separating ourselves from the Wall Street, right? From that world and stop charging the 10 grand an hour and literally just helping others. Give somebody a win here. Let me show you how to make some money and don't pay me anything. And then you tell me how much am I worth, right? And that's how I build my brand in the speaking world, in the financial space. And... And w- when we were talking, something attracted uh, me to uh, connect with you, which is how do you did something with innovation in the mm-hmm. nonprofit space. You know, adapting. So I wanted you to think about this: how innovation plays a significant role in entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. much like adapting to new strategies in football. So mm-hmm. can you share like an example how you embraced innovation to drive success, such as what you are doing in the nonprofit space with the million-dollar? Mingo experience
1: yeah well man you know uh charity always been dear to my heart obviously because you know part of my story uh carlos is that growing up in south central la you know if it wasn't for those nonprofits that took, took us in off the street and signed us up for sports and taught us and fed us and clothed us and then all, all those amazing things so i got an early start on on giving back you know that's that's part of my dna anybody that knows me know that i'm here to help raise money but things start changing as I got a little bit more competitive and being a raider, man, like it, 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 it just changed my life, man. And being around Al and I was like, OK, I, I've, I've traveled all over the world for charity events and I've gone to the top celebrity charity functions that money can buy. And, you know, I was like, man, we're missing something. You know, it's not Hollywood enough. It's not red carpet enough. You know what what's missing? And so just through the innovation, you know, when I start believing that, man, I can be a big visionary. And no one can stop me, you know, and having that spirit of Al in me and having that spirit of my father in me, man, to do things big and bold. And and I said, you know what, let's let's tap into this this nonprofit sector, but let's do it a little bit differently. Right. I remember Al used to tell me, man, about the Raiders, like, hey, yeah, we, I know we're losing, but we're entertaining. People from all over the world come to a Raider game. Uh, every brand is a Raider fan. I mean, it just he just showed me how to win on and off the field. And I said, well, how do I take nonprofit? and start doing high profile luxury events. So we came up with the name in 2006, the Million Dollar Mingle. People didn't know what it is. They're like, I wanna come. I'm like, you don't even know what it is. So it became our number one private invite only VIP luxury event. And my goal that I said is, why not have fun raising money doing, a having a luxury time doing it? So why not raise money having a luxury time doing it? And that's what we do through the Million Dollar Mingle. We put on high profile celebrity charity events, Private invite only events. We raise millions of dollars for charity, amazing celebrities, athletes, corporate America, influencers. I mean, everybody comes to these events to be able to raise money, network, uh, uh, build new relationships. So that was a vehicle, Carlos, that we were able to do. And people from all over the world, man, has been coming to attending this thing like, man, I got to experience the million dollar mingle. And this is a charity event. Right. But that's the drive that we wanted to market is that our goal is. The name Million Dollar Mingle means we never raise anything less than a million dollars. So you can imagine how much innovation and creativity my team has to be, you know. So it's Especially been awful.
0: since COVID where so many organizations, uh, churches and nonprofits are hurting. And that's what I love about you, because you told me, Carlos, I'm going after the ones that nobody know the mm-hmm. little guy, give the little guy a chance. And, you know, me and my story, I always love to give the little guy a chance. I recruited many people out of prison back in the day, and I would help them go door to door and business to business. And when I was in the telecom space, helped companies like Comcast do over a billion dollars in revenue and sales. So, you know, because why the creativity? We will go to the block. We will go to the hood and the barrios where people were not afraid to go. Because as you and I know, so much talent in the barrio. So much people they are hungry, and we can never forget where we come from. And that's why I really liked it. I love when you told me that. I was like, "This is somebody that I would love to support, interview on my show, collaborate." You know, I'm coming to your event in November. I highly recommend, guys. You guys coming? My company we sponsoring a large sponsorship into his event, and I'm looking. For, I'm inviting all my friends to come over, and uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking really looking forward. And they see a question that I often love asking every influencer that come on my show is. When did you know that you became AC Caswell, the cheetah? Ooh, man.
1: <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great question, man. That is a nice, great question. Too many people haven't asked me that, Carlos. So I, I like I like that, brother. Hell yeah. You know, from the cheetah side, we'll just use the nickname. Uh, that's funny. That's a funny story. So as a little kid growing up in LA, all we did was run. You know, we ran around the block, around the neighborhood, just run, run, run. And my mom said, man, you such a little cheetah, you know, so that's where the cheetah came in. And I, and I actually have cheetah prints like little on the side of my hips. I was born with these little prints, man. And my mom said, you're the cheetah, you know, little cheetah. So. So from that perspective, you know, from the athletic side, that's where that came in. But then really, man, when I got into high school, uh, I never said this story, but I'm going to go ahead and share it, man. So we're going to be real. So my mom, so my mom named me in South. I truly believe this. I believe that I was the only kid in L.A., South Central L.A., and my first name was Arthur. I have the whitest name that a black kid can have. So I fought so many kids in L.A. that was teasing me, Arthur, 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 and I hated that name, right? And I said, "Well, mom, why would you name me that name, Arthur? You could have named me Andre, Antonio, uh, Arturo, right? But Arthur." So when I got in high school, brother. Um, I started seeing my talent came along. I changed my name to AC. Didn't really know the marketing behind it. You know, I just knew that I hated that name. I wanted a shorter name, Uh, took the cheetah, made it, you know, the C and blah, blah, blah. And then when I got into junior college, man, I I started developing this uh, alter ego like AC, you know, the Caswell, the cheetah. And I started realizing like, wow, man, this can be something special. Right. I got to start putting together, you know, and and working towards you know living up to that 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 name and it just so happened man that you know i kicked it into gear started you know really doing some amazing things as a student athlete and kind of getting my name ac out there signing autographs and you know people now just like ac 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 and my family's like well who is ac you know i know him by his nickname and this and this and that and and uh so yeah man i think coming into to, to junior college you know that's where the AC just really, really came alive, man. It was like, all right, AC is here. You know, let's let's go.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's why I love you know playing. You know, like I was telling, I never give my answer, my questions to my guests. <laughs> I always go with the flow. That's incredible. And, and see, tell me something. You know how you know in, in in football. Football is like a game of strategy and adaptation. How did you copy some of your strategic thinking skills from? Mm-hmm your sports background to stay ahead of this ever evolving landscape of business?
1: Sure. Well, I I believe this, man, just like football, you know, you have to have a great spirit in you. You gotta believe, I mean, to be a professional athlete, it's no joke, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, even when people tell you, man, you can't make it or you don't have a shot, football is so much mental, man. it's, It's a beast. And I knew that if I can get to that hurdle, as a professional athlete, with all the things we deal with, man, mentally, physically, emotionally, I should be able to make that transition into the corporate America world with a spirit of greatness. And I believe just like football, yes, I had to go to a different route to get to the NFL, but I still believe that I have the spirit of greatness in me to play that game and compete with anyone on that level, given the opportunity. Same with business and corporate America. I wanna be great. I wanna be successful. I don't build companies to lose. I don't build companies to take second place. I don't build companies to be like somebody else. I build visions and companies to be number one. That's what I built this for. And I built this with a spirit of greatness. So, so making that transition to the business world, I knew that if I can incorporate that in me and trans- trans- translate it to the business world, we're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. You know, we're, we're here. we're here to take those same tangibles. Hey, it's tough, it's hard, you still got to fight. Still got trials, tribulations you got to overcome. You got naysayers, you got haters, you got doubters, you got non-believers. But you know what? They can't take away our vision and our greatness to be successful. It takes a team. Hey, it still takes a team in corporate America. Can't do it by myself. Am I the visionary? Of course I am. But also, I'm wise enough to know that I have a team around me to make sure, guys, let's be successful. And if we do that and show them the formula, especially with me, with athletes, I'm, I took that risk and say, guys, hey, athletes, we're somebody important. Corporate America still loves us. They want to support us. They want to they golf with us. They want to network with us. They want to talk to us. Let's give them that vehicle who we are and show them that we can be successful on and off the field. So, you know, that's that's what motivates me to do this. It's not just for me. It's also to show these other athletes, hey, man, we, we got the same greatness as well in corporate America. Why not utilize it?
0: Yes. No, I love that. And- and, you know, and, and, and I love that so much. I'm actually about to do something over here right now off the record that you and I didn't even talk about it, which is you guys are watching us. And some of you guys that know me personally, I'm big in, in doing things. Some of my friends even done some of those things with me. When is What are we all doing as society, right, that is above and beyond the tax bracket? What are we doing? Like Because you, know, you and I, we're always raising the bar. We're always challenging others. What we are we doing when it's between us and God, when nobody's watching? And I do a lot of things in Brazil and, and even in America with my daughter when we are traveling, whether we are hunting for waterfalls in between my speaking events, and we go to the parking lots and we're looking for people working. We ask how much they make. We give them one, two, three days' worth of their whatever they make. Right? But how can we do even more? And since we have an incredible experience coming up in November, here's what I was thinking. You guys are watching us. If you know businesses brand and brands, they are looking to get more exposure. I'm going to be there. AC is going to be there. A lot of our friends, billionaires, millionaires, athletes, major brands, you know, that they sponsor this event. If you guys look up AC at the MDM experience, you see some of the brands, you know, that, that come to his events like Bang and many other brands that you guys see there. I heard that that major brands like Bentley and other brands been uh, to some of your events. So you guys can imagine the caliber of of the people that arrives. So I'm going to issue a little challenge for you guys watching us. And here's the challenge. If you uh, refer a business, whether they can either DM AC or myself MDM experience, and we're going to do if that person donate a minimum of 10,000 sponsorship packages into the experience. Remember, All the money is going to be going towards smaller nonprofits that nobody knows about. So if you are the one that refer us that person, or if you are the one that doing it, we're going to do something special for you. Even if you are struggling, if you don't have any money, but you refer the person who did a minimum $10,000 donation, AC and I are going to give you two tickets, VIP tickets to come and join us. And this is you know, I literally came up with this right now because I'm about to reward people for doing great things. And you guys know how much I love nonprofits and helping uh, the ones that nobody knows about. You know, all the bigger nonprofits, they don't need any more money, right? The little guys. Maybe you have a nonprofit. Maybe you are passionate, right? And you want to get your nonprofit around people. Being in AC's world, being my world, because in life it's all about proximity. That's why you always see AC and I. We are surrounded by incredible people, right? Celebrities and athletes and world leaders, presidents, you name it. A lot of great people that comes to this event. So I just wanted to throw that in there, you know, something that we're totally off the cuff. And they see, you know how I like to keep uh, the shows uh, within 30 to 40 minutes. As we come in towards the end, I got some, got a few uh, more questions over here for you, my friend. As a dad, how would you advise, I have a lot of dads that follow me, and as a father, as a dad, how would you advise others balancing family life, are still pursuing a career in athletics or entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, and once again, I think coming out of our type of background, you know, uh, for me, my kids, man, that means the world to me as a father. Um, And and I say that because, uh, you know, not having that biological father in my life, man, I wanted that, you know, and I was blessed to have a great stepfather that raised me since I was like, probably uh, one years old, that's all I knew, right? But I knew how important family is, man. I mean, family, your kids and your family and being a father, man, I take honor in that. I take pride in that to know, man, that you can be there for your kids and show them the right and the wrong, right? Because that's what a fatherhood is. You know, it's not perfect. But I think when you show your kids with the right love, the right love and passion and, and the right grit and honor, man, that this is what it takes in life to be successful, You know, and you got to fight through some things. So anybody that's out there, man, trying to figure out uh, you don't have to you don't have to give up one. Like I didn't have to put my kids aside. You know, when I got into the NFL, my my youngest son at the time, he was he was uh, when I made it to the NFL, he was like two years old. I didn't have to trade that off. Like I didn't have to be stuck in like, oh, man, I can't pursue my careers as an entrepreneur, as a professional athlete because I have kids. Yes, you have to balance your life. Yes, things are gonna change. Yes, you gotta work harder. Yes, you gotta you know, st- uh, strategize and, and be more structured and more organized and have a true schedule. But that's what it's about. It's about it's about doing those things for your children's children. That's what life is about. Planting those seeds and showing them that, hey guys, like my, some of my kids, they don't know, they don't, they don't remember me playing football. You know, I have five kids, I was blessed, okay? Three of my kids kind of know that, hey, dad was balling. But my other kids are like, hey, I know dad's success after football. What is he showing us every day? Because he can't he can't go back on the field. So what am I showing them that next phase of life that, guys, this is success too. I have to show you that. Just like I can show you success in sports, I also got to show you what life looks like in the real world after sports. Because that's what we're here as fathers to do. So, yeah.
0: Well, I love that. I often say that, that, money is mindset right like you know we i i have taught so many people around the world how to make you know a shitload of money excuse my friends as you and i know you know we've been talking money we got some great things that we're going to be doing with the alumni and the players and, and you know but i often say it's not hard to make money or to achieve success the hardest part is to maintaining, it, right yes. it's to maintain because that will, it will show your character and a lot of people can judge us by how our kids are right you know, I always say you judge a parent, and you and I are, you know, we got we got some great advice about being great dads, something I we are both proud about. And, yeah. and, and, and shifting into, uh, uh, you know, a lot of athletes uh, that follow us and look up to us. In your case, in football, and me in soccer, and a few other uh, sports that I love, uh, you know, mentoring and talking to athletes. How did you stay motivated, um, AC? Like, you know, to stay on that road of being successful, and what a advice would you give to aspiring athletes today?
1: You know, uh, because we also, Carlos, we're, we're blessed to own our own sports agency. So we live this every day, like with athletes, men and women athletes, mentally, physically, training them, teaching them on how to become a brand, how to be a product, how to, how to fight for those opportunities. So we live this every day. I might be done, retired as, a, as an athlete, but not as living it, still living the walk with athletes, our sports agency and like i tell them first of all just number one you got to believe that you deserve the same great opportunity you have to believe that and once you believe that and you put a passion behind that i tell everybody i won't sign you as a client i won't train you if you don't develop a passion for what you're doing because the passion is what it's going to take to get you over the hump and you got to have that passion man to be great straight up because i can't teach you anything less than not how to be great That's what we're here for is to use our expertise to say, guys, if you want to get to the next level as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, we have to teach you how to become great. Okay, and that's what we do right now, brother, with these athletes mentally working on their their psyche, letting them know, guys, you got to be strong physically, nutrition, training like this is a job. Like I don't go to practice. I go to work like this is my livelihood. And you have to have that same mindset, that same regimen. And then you got to look and say, how am I going to be better than the next guy next to me? I don't care if he wore the same helmet that I got on. I don't care if he got the same team logo. I got to be better than him. I got to train to be better than him every day because that's what gives me job security. So we're just teaching them the cycle of, guys, you got the same opportunity, but it's a job. You got to work at it. This, This don't come easy. In my world as an athlete, I can't fill out an application to go play for the Giants. I can't fill out an application to go play for the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't work that way. So you got to prepare yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally to take these steps to be there, to get to that level.
0: Wow! I love it. I love that question. I hope you all young athletes and aspiring athletes are listening and rewinding and sharing this podcast with somebody. You know, you guys can all go to carlosinspired.com, watch this replay if you are not here live with us. And they see uh, that's uh, the saddest part of my show when, when it comes to the final question of the day. And this question, it's one that I ask every guest that comes here. And I wanted to think about the impact uh, that you wanted to live in the world, they see. And then now I wanted to fast forward. You and I are similar age. So we are 117 years old. <laughs> and, and it's your eulogy, and your, right. best, and your best friend is about to read it. And that's right. many people there. I am there smoking a cigar, listening to ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> Are you there, ACDC? Yeah. You know, those <laughs> about to rock, we salute you. And now we're going to be saluting you there, my friend, as you transition from this world to the next, or whatever um, our followers here uh, believe. Yeah. and your best friend's going to read that book, that eulogy book, and he's going to say A.C. Caswell was a tremendous athlete, father, visionary, dot, dot, dot. Who yeah. was A.C. Caswell in your own words?
1: Well, that's so deep, man. That's so freaking deep and powerful, but I love it. And you know, man, we because we all we all think that, right? Like, hey, what, is, what is someone's going to say about me, right? And the one thing, man, that I always tell my kids, my family, people that know me, that I always speak about my heart, okay? Because physically, you can't take nothing with you. You can't take take not one thing with you, but your spirit and your soul. And I tell people all the time, I was here to be a testimony, straight up. I shouldn't have made it. I shouldn't have had the opportunity. The cards was against me. All the cliches that you can say, I am a living testimony, brother, that you can be successful in life, in the game of life, okay? And, and, and I want people to know that I always gave that back. I always gave that positive energy that, that, that you can do it. You have the same spirit of greatness. Let nothing take you back. Even if you got to, you know, lower yourself to pick somebody up to know that they can make it. That's what this is about, brother. I am that role model. I take honor in that. So I want people to always know that, hey, AC has your back. OK, and, and I'm always going to have your back. And anything I can do, brother, to plant that seed. Like the seed was planted on me, then we're going to make it, you know, loving, caring, giving back. Uh, always make sure, brother, that, you know, when. like I always say this, people that know me, when you bless others, the blessings will come back to you. OK, I say that all the time. Bless others and the blessing will come back to you. That's who I am.
0: Amen, brother. Amen. I love that. The testimony. Often, uh, when I am on stage traveling around the world doing keynotes for companies, I always tell uh, uh, the employees, whether I'm talking to a sales team, I always tell them, you must go through the test before you get the testimonial, baby. <laughs> Say it again, brother Carlos. I love you you hey. got go through the test before hey. you go That's- to the testimonial. That's real talk right there, brother. Be That's body. what it's about. And i love that about you man I, I, you know the, the, the little time that we, we got to know each other and, and over this past couple of months it's like i always tell people man and that's what life is about like the same way how we are here on camera we are off camera when we were hanging out with the alumni in vegas last week when we are with our children when we are in the office, when we are at, at the stage at the events at, at the, the non-profit world and i love that about you my friend it was such an yeah. honor ac having you here I mean, guys, uh, just what can we say, man? Uh, All that I can say, uh, I mean, man, any last words, AC? I want you guys to follow AC. I've been putting over here the ticker for you guys watching us Mm -hmm. live. For you guys listening to us, I have things going over here on the screen. To follow AC on Instagram at AC19Caswell, C-A-S-W-E-L-L. I also want you guys to check check it out uh, if you guys want to learn more about AC, all the great things that he does. Uh, you know, his train of thought of bringing, finding these nonprofits that nobody knows nothing about and bringing them to a, an arena. We're going to be at this incredible five days polo event, all kinds of experiences. I'm not going to ruin uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the surprises, but you, you want to be in November with us yeah. can, this November. to do this once a year. We've been talking about doing a lot of incredible things together, you know, around Super Bowl as well and Formula One and many events that AC and I have connections throughout the U.S., Dubai and uh, throughout the world. And uh, but, I see any final words, my friend, uh, uh, for our listeners.
1: Brother, you better get here to Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm telling you, man, people from all over and it can be at every level. Okay, Get your ticket. Remember we talked about this. Just get a ticket to get in the game. Okay, it can be a $50 ticket, don't matter, but you don't want to miss because what you're walking into, you can't solicit this. You, you, can't, you can't go door knocking these type of relationships that's going to be here in Scottsdale, Arizona, from all over the world, every level. Those who are and want to be inspired, who want to network, who want to learn and feel what success feels like, look like, act like, talk like, you need to be here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Go to MDMExperience.com. We've got hotel rooms available. Discounted tickets available for just to give people an opportunity to experience the experience. So, Carlos, we thank you, man, for uh, like you said, we are the big brother. Okay, Million Dollar Mingo is the big brother to all the smaller nonprofits. And that's why we created a tagline We Fight for Life Causes. Right. We got our eyes and ears open, man, for those brands that need help. So, get out here, network with the people like Carlos that you want to know. Hey, you might not get to Carlos every day, you might not get to me every day for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. But guess what? You all can catch us. Okay, I'm going to pull a hamstring so you can catch up to me. Okay, I'm not going to run away from you. We're here in the flesh. Join us, man. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be, he's our keynote speaker. Y'all don't want to miss this brother speaking in Scottsdale, Arizona as our keynote speaker. Come out and get involved, man. We would love your support.
0: I was reading the Bible the other day, you know, asking God to already start guiding me on what to say. And, and uh, I have some pretty cool topic. That we're gonna talk about, and we're gonna go deep on that stage. Some people might get a tear or two, and uh, but we're gonna shake up some demons. We're gonna empower some lives. We're gonna bless the nonprofits that nobody knows. And, and guys, all I can say, this was an incredible show. A lot of the things over here, like you know, you guys saw what I said earlier. Few, uh, we're gonna be giving away some VIP tickets. Like AC and I, we're gonna be there uh, five days in Arizona in Scottsdale. You're gonna have, you know, stop by. You know, and uh, ask us any like pick in our brain. Life is all about proximity. You guys been following me for 20 years and you guys know me. That's how I build my yeah. speaking brand. I would just got in proximity with incredible people. Uh, you know, yeah. whether it was Tom below. shout out to my brother, Tom, Sharks of the World, all the legends. Those two over here is actually yeah. are from your neighbors, Sharon Lecter, big hug. And shout out to my sister. She's right there and also in Arizona. My good friend, Frank Shankwitz. Rest in peace, my brother. I know you're smiling heaven. You know, but again, all these yeah. incredible people, right? It's because we are servant leaders. And that's yeah. what it's about. I'll leave you guys with a saying that you guys always know that I talk about. Life is all about the mission. Never the commission. And if you guys are going through something difficult, my friends. And if you're feeling pulling that trigger, give up on your family, do something crazy. Always know that somebody has something worse and that the days that breaks us are truly the days that yes. makes Much love. God bless you all. Appreciate you, AC. You guys have a blessed week, everyone. I'll see you guys in Scottsdale in November. I love a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, Bam. Bam.